Hey, listening audience, this is Mama Bad Guy. And Let's die, Jack! Oh, you're lying. He is not a loser, you know He's that. He's a Chris. loser. <laughs> and you're listening to the Big Pop Theory Podcasting. Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Featuring Captain Shakespeare. I am the captain, he stole my name. And Bad blood pressure that just officially went through it was like below zero or whatever it was in new york um i forgot whether it was friday or saturday the weather out here was tremendous like really to the point it was really people were getting stupid um i think i saw people out there in shorts but it was uh i'm trying to think how to describe this well it wasn't really bad it wasn't like oh man it's a cold aggressive winter day but it's uh as we're recording this, the Super Bowl is going on. So if you guys watch the Super Bowl, hope you guys are having a great time. The only suggestion I would have when it comes to the Super Bowl is make sure you have some good wings. <laughs> you gotta have wings when you do this this event. I mean, you can have the cold one and all that stuff, but you gotta have some wings. Um, I don't know. Have you ever been to a Super Bowl party? Um, no, I don't watch football. No, no, no. You don't even have to watch. But you could just go for the festivities. A lot of people don't watch. They'll go for the food. I know that's what I would go for. I'll go for the wings, the dip. It got to make sure it's ranch. But I'm making myself extra hungry now. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what are you doing this to me? I, I Oh, my God. So you know, if I could just real quick. I tried um, uh, Wingstop for the first time two weeks ago. And... I got to say, they were pretty good. I don't want to say they're mind-blowing because I don't want to say that someone says, oh, you said these were the best. No, they were nice. They were good. Um, and I enjoyed them. So I just wanted to give them a shout-out. So good job on Wingstop. But we're here to talk about uh, some wrestling. We're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. We're going to talk a little bit about NXT, AEW, and SmackDown. And we're going to give predictions for the Elimination Chamber but real quick, I just thought, like, we don't get to talk about wrestling news a lot. A lot of times we just really talk about the week of wrestling. We give our thoughts and review, you know, give thoughts about it. But I, I did want to talk about uh, Jay White. Jay White has been in the news over the weekend. He lost in the Loser Leave Japan match against Hikoleo. And looks like he's pretty much done with New Japan. He'll be facing Eddie Kingston next weekend at uh, Battle of the Valley on Saturday. And, I mean, I think we've talked a little bit about Jay White here. Um, a lot of – I've seen a lot online where there's – no one knows where he's going to go because there's talks where there's fillers from WWE and both AEW. Um, I saw something just as recently before going on air. They were saying, like, pretty much WWE – not to say they have them locked in, but they're definitely reaching out to grab one Jay White. And I don't know. I mean, do you want to add any anything regards to Jay White uh, about this uh, about Jay White? Uh, well, I mean, wherever he decides that he wants to, you know, leave his hat at, uh, you know, that's totally up to him and what he thinks is the best option for himself. Um, I will support him either way. So. And fairly, you've been saying that for the longest. Um, I saw someone post something, uh, and it was almost like kind of booking. And I think that's the fun thing when you do some fantasy booking. 
even if it don't go the way you want it to go. And I've made it clear before, like, you know, I'm tired of the whole Bullet Club stuff and whatnot. And there was something that the person, I wish I wrote it down. I'm really t using it uh, off of the noggin here. But paired him with Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. And when I thought about that, I was like, oh, I wouldn't. Because I feel like Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, they have been such, that's their role. They're supporting characters, right? So I'm like, eh, I don't know. But I thought about it. I said, well, I guess if you do it, then you could turn them hell because I don't think the baby face stuff have been working. And I've never really seen Jay. I've never seen Jay White as a baby, so I don't know how he would do as a baby face. But I think he would be a great hill. So I said, if they did something like that, I, I as much as I'm tired of the Bullet Club stuff, um, I would I would be okay with that. Um, and there were some other thoughts I have, but maybe I'll reveal them later. But let's get into Monday night. Uh, Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw was out there in Florida, Orlando, Florida, in the Amway Center. And uh, let's talk about, let's open up with Beth Phoenix issuing issuing a challenge to Judgment Day's Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. She didn't forget about the attack that happened to her. What was it, Extreme Rules, I believe it was? Extreme Rules, where she got her head uh, caved in yeah. by uh, Rhea Ripley. And she never forgot that. Rhea Ripley was not uh, was not uh, on Monday Night Raw, so she called out the challenge, and they accepted. Finn Balor accepted on their behalf, and I like stuff like this because, um, I, I guess for me, what I love about uh, Judgment Day is they're not the chicken shit hills. I love that they'll take any challenge, they'll fight anybody. They might lose, but they'll take a fight. So they accepted this battle for Elimination Chamber. Um, you know, not really much to really dig deep into this segment, but what did you think about uh, this uh, segment with Phoenix and Edge? Okay, I mean, I, I'm i into it. I'm always into the stuff going off the Judgment Day because I think they've been very compelling, a great, uh, you know, stable that's been created. And I'm just happy to see the growth for all of them. I do want to start seeing Damian Priest get a little bit more going on with him specifically. I feel like everybody else in the group has all these strong storylines going on, and then Damien doesn't. Hello? No, no, no. I'm right here. No, I'm sorry. I mute myself because I have the ter a terrible habit of always interrupting, so I, I've been trying to work on that. But no, I'm still here. Um, I, I, You mentioned Damien Priest, but I do... Now, this is not a storyline, but I thought this was actually really good. He had this really good match with uh, Angelo Dawkins, uh, Angelo Dawkins, I said a few times on the on the, the big pop here that you know he's been he's been showing that he can hold his own. I, even when I was looking at a review, someone wrote that Angelo Dawkins is going to be fine, um, fine being on his own, and um, Damian Priest gets the win, which I expected him to win, so he's qualifying for the chamber. But I also want to throw in later that night Montez Ford, he qualifies for beating Elias. Uh, which was a no-brainer, and I don't know. I, I guess I said a few times. I, I, I spoke with a friend, and uh, I said I don't see the street profit lasting this year. I think this is pretty much um, they are going to um, split up. I don't have a time period on when, but something like this just looked like this is slowly starting to build to that. You know, Dawkins lose, Ford wins, and he's in the chamber. 
what do you think about that? I mean, I guess it seems like it might be time, right, for them to kind of part, you know. I mean, I wouldn't mind them being together a little bit longer, but, I mean, it happens how it happens. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I could, I could see the, the uh, it's almost like a battle. It's like, uh, I don't know if they should break up. And and it's not me wanting them to break up. I think they're a great team. Um, and I would keep them together. Um, I would keep them together if there's, like, other teams. I, I One of WWE's biggest weaknesses is their tag teams. So I would say, yeah, keep the Street Profit together. But I cannot help but look and analyze this thing and say, this is starting to look like the catalyst of, uh, 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 Splitville, and once again, I don't have a time period on it necessarily. I'm not saying like next week, uh, they're gonna turn on each other and they're gonna be like, Yeah, now I got you, which <laughs> sounds like a cheesy bad guy, uh, thing. But I do see that this is something in the works, and I feel like there's always been this story going back to even SummerSlam when they lost to the Usos, and I forgot what the conversation was, but they're being interviewed. And when uh, Dawkins spoke, Martez gave this look. And Martez was looking like the one who was going to turn. But they never did anything. But Martez was giving him that look. And I was I remember then I was like, oh, maybe they don't last. And then, I don't know, they just didn't go that route. Which, great, because I, I love the Street Profit. Um, okay, so the next, the next segment we'll get into. Uh, matter of fact, I feel like I would not be doing this any justice. Uh, talking about uh, Angelo Dawkins, he had that match with Damian Priest. Uh, Beth Phoenix put her hands on uh, on, on the street cred dom. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't I don't know if she knows that. Um, I don't know if she's aware of uh, this is not the same dom uh, uh, from uh, the last time they were all in the ring. Dom is uh, He's been through yeah. some stuff. Yeah, right. He, he has the tear. He has the tear. The only time I, I I don't know if she knows what that means, you know. <laughs> it's not a tear like me when I have a tear when I when the Nick Cannon CD is playing. Oh, Difference. Wow. Just saying. Differences here. Cody Rhodes, believe it or not, delivered a great promo. <laughs> he's uh he's good at this thing called uh, uh promos. Heyman Paul Heyman had some exchange that exchange. I didn't write the dialogue. I didn't think there was any need to write the dialogue. I mean, it. it these guys just Paul Heyman is really good at his job. And that's why he was speaking for Brock for all those years, and other people too. It just didn't work out like how it did for Brock. Um, He's a great mouthpiece, isn't he? Absolutely. Do you remember? It was a short-lived. I feel like it was really short-lived, but I I know it happened. I I almost can promise it happened. But remember when he used to manage uh, Heidenreich? That was so short. It was so short. It was right. Okay, so you just had to jog it into my brain just now. Like it just had. I was like, that's why you heard me gasp. (laughs) No, I thought for a moment you were sitting there saying, "How dare you like mention that?" I wasn't sure what you meant by that gasp. Left my brain, so it just like I gasped because that's like. That was a thing. It's 
you, you know, like something I see a lot now on social media, be like images that 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 is real that you might have forgot or something like that. And I feel yeah. like what I just mentioned is in that category of um, something that happened, but only like maybe five people remember that. And I'm like, I remember that thing because I remember there was a promo and he kept saying hiding right, hiding right, and that was the weirdest thing. I said, what am I watching? I remember he, as a was that his gimmick? I didn't understand what his gimmick was. I, he was I, just like fun and free and living his life, kind of. That was kind I, of like. I was gonna say, I felt like that was later on when he did the thing because I remember when he was eating the big chocolate. <laughs> just two thousand five was such a time. Interesting character. I liked it. Oh, you was a you was a fan of Iron Man. I wouldn't say like let's not get crazy. That, that okay. I don't, I don't mean like I don't. I'm not oh saying. my gosh! Very intense response. I was just like he like I didn't mind he was doing his thing. You know, my only thing with him, I always just thought he liked red because he wore red everything, gloves. He was the original all red everything. Just wanted to throw that out there. So Cody, I'm you sorry. Yourself? Huh? You feel proud of yourself for that joke? I am giving myself an A plus and I'm putting it on top of my refrigerator. So yes, absolutely. I just wanted to confirm. And you got the confirmation. And so we have Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman. They have this really great exchange. Cody Rhodes talk about um, not facing Roman Reigns, but possibly facing Sami Zayn at WrestleMania, which is cool. Give that pop, even though we all know Roman is going to annihilate uh, Sami. Mm -hmm. um, that th thank you. That that mm -hmm was a big time confirmation. Good job. Um, my, 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 that might be the name of the episode. Confirmation. There we go. Um, <laughs> <I can't. laughs> but um, he gives Sami Zayn his props, and him and Paul Heyman had an exchange. They brought in the re the reality of stuff. Talking about Dusty. Talking about um, Cody mentioning how when Dusty was down on his luck, and you know times were really hard. Him working in ECW for that period, working the program with uh, Steve Carino. And I only know about this because, not because I, well, I was an ECW kid growing up, um, but thank God social media, they will play clips for you. And you're like, oh, this happened <laughs> in like 99, 2000? Sure, like, and then uh, you do it and then you, you know, discover something. That's the beauty of like mm -hmm. anything, not even just wrestling, but anything. is like sure. you could discover it at any point in your life. There's no rush. Like art is timeless. No, absolutely. There's a lot of shows, uh, and not to go like too deep off subject, but there's a lot of shows and stuff that I didn't see, and they'll play like a little clip, and I'm like, oh, that happened here? Or um, or bringing it back to wrestling, uh, I remember watching something, and I saw Scott Hall in ECW. I said, what the hell is he doing there? <laughs> so, this, <laughs> what this happen? so yeah, that's the beauty about social media and the time we live in. Um, but right, Dusty Rhodes, uh, they had that program. He was paid lovely. And Paul Heyman uh, tells him, he tells Cody that uh, his, one of his last uh, conversations that he had with Dusty, that he told, uh, Dusty told Paul Heyman that Cody is my favorite son. And Dustin is somewhere saying, what the hell, Pa? <laughs> <laughs> to which then he replied, but Roman is the son I always wanted. <laughs> Which is, and you're chuckling. You are such a hill at heart. I just got to say, you are such a hill at heart. You laughed at that? That's funny. <laughs> Be quiet. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, so I called you out. Okay. But, I, I mean, he says that Cody gets worked up. Then Cody does the Cody.
walk towards him, meaning his walk got aggressive. And uh, Quake called him, in hand, called him in hand. He said, I'm just trying to win a wrestling championship, and why is everything got to be so personal? Cat, uh, I was talk- I was talking a lot. What did you think about this uh, segment between these two? I mean, I thought it was a really good cleanup. Like, you know, not cleaning up anything specifically, but they're trying to make sure that the focus stays with Cody for the long term. Because it's a lot of short term stuff going on right now that's very compelling and it could overshadow. So you have to make sure that you um, nurture main uh, feud moving forward into WrestleMania. And I like how you how you said all that. It was pretty much what you're saying is they protected the Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns main event, you know, because a lot of people want to get they it it's it's fun hearing people when they talk about how you know Sammy should be the one. I I I disagree, but I love it because I see how passionate they are about it and how they might even some people have this. Booked like literally weeks, like each week, how it's booked. So that's what I love because the passion there, and I love that. So I was thinking about things as we're getting ready to do this podcast, and sometimes I try to get like how I want to word things and say things, right? And I was saying to myself because I talk to myself is that um, wrestling, when they can grab an emotion out of you, it has done its job very yeah. well. So I love that there's people who really feel like Sammy should win. And when Sammy loses, because that's going to happen, uh, I don't want to still Paul Heyman's gimmick, but spoiler, when Sammy Zayn loses and people start swinging in the air, that's that's when you know wrestling really got you. I mean, don't really swing in the air because you might hit something. And yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh, like you're promoting violence. No, I'm not. Pro- I never promoted violence. I was just saying people – that's a saying. I'm sorry you don't know the hip What turn. happens if people swing their arms in the air? Someone gets hit. I know this because I own a Wii and I've gotten hit. By I, too, am a victim of the Wii. So I oh, know. Yeah. You got hit by the Wii? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not, I don't mean to laugh, but really? Yeah. When, the you, Wii? Play, when you play the little old golf one. Oh, my God. It can happen. Or, or, you know, not for nothing, the tennis was a lot more aggressive, too, because I got hit in the side of my head. I was like, God <laughs> damn, I didn't know Mike Tyson lived here. That hurt. Oh, so, my God. But but jokes aside, though, yeah. it is important for them to pour into, continue to pour into that main feud leading into WrestleMania mm-hmm. while they are still, you know, giving that good amount of time to the Sammy one as well. But you have to continue to make sure it's nurtured. If you just leave it and let it lie and just like, oh, we'll just deal with this now and then we'll get to this. It's it's not going to go your way. It's not no, going to I agree. No, I agree. And it's good that they're able to water both programs and and still still protect Cody, uh, what Cody is going through, and still the Sami Zayn stuff. And we're going to talk a little bit about him in a, in a bit. But... Um, uh, let me get to the next thing because uh, this counts for the Elimination Chamber. But um, Camilla, Camilla, she wins a fatal four-way. So she's the last participant in the um, Elimination Chamber. She defeats Piper Niven, Mia Yim, and Candice LeRae. Um, would you have gone with uh, Camilla to be the last uh, person to be in these uh, the chamber? Um. See, here's my thing. Sure. I personally... I'm just a big Piper Niven fan. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I would have 
liked for it to be her, but I'm not like upset that it's a Carmela. It's just that I have more of like, I've been a little bit more attached to Piper Niven, if that makes sense. Like yeah, it's not true. anything necessarily wrong with Carmela. Um, I loved her gear, by the way. Oh my goodness. It was just what I got. It's gotta be for me personally, top five. I just had to say it. it was so good. No, that's that's great. No, you you always peep the fashion, and Camilla's really good when it comes to fashion. And oh I yeah, agree with she always brings out a look. Like that's one yeah. thing nobody could ever say she do, she does not do. She always brings a look out. That's the uh, that's the Staten Island in her. <laughs> yeah, that was the Staten Island. I know that accent was terrible, right? That was the first thing I found out. Please, but uh, but I agree with Piper Niven, and I think with Piper Niven, it would have so. I feel like I would go with Pipe and Nivens going in this one because Mella is already so established in the WWE universe. And I feel like it would have gave Piper Niven a chance. So, and I'm saying Piper Niven because it's like, oh, well, she was Dewdrop. But it's like, right, now we dropped that name. Now she's Piper Niven. Let's build some momentum around her and, and get her going. And that one of my, one of the things I like about the Males Elimination Chamber matches is just the different exchange of talent in there. Uh, from Johnny Gargano, Montez Ford. Uh, um, I feel like I'm missing. I, I know I'm missing something. That's going to be insane, though. Like, Johnny Gargano, mm -hmm. like, yes, I yes. just know. I just know. Like, I'm just trying to mentally prepare myself. <laughs> I, I want to read the names. I mean, we're going to do predictions towards the end. But look at the talent here. Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. I'm already sitting there saying, this is going to be, that's going to be a fun chamber. I just think you have so much fun talent in there. And I, and I like the variety in it. So I just wanted to mention that. Uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, Bobby Lashley, they're going to have a contract signing for next week. So they're going to have a match at Elimination Chamber. I wasn't feeling that because I feel like their final encounter, uh, I mean, they can have four matches. They can do that, sure. I mean, sure. But I would have saved this for Mania. So I don't understand why we have to do this at Chamber. I didn't get that. Um, and Brock F5's Bobby. I've seen that Bobby's always getting F5. Um, poor Bobby. <laughs> and I mean, I, I mean, I mean, really, poor Bobby seems like he's always getting his basket at this point. And honestly, it's like I don't know if I can feel bad because he's literally been bullying everyone, like beating up Mustafa, uh, beating up Austin Theory for no reason. That was not his business to get involved with that cash, and that was so rude. Like, listen, I don't know. I, I can't, like, listen. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm not listening to you. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know, when you said, like, he was bullying, at first I was like, yeah, no, I really do feel bad that he was bullying. Because I didn't understand why he kept bullying Mustafa Ali. Like, I said, what did this man do to you? He was the closest in arm's length. So that was his fault. He, he was the first one he could get. Jesus, that is just awful. And then I was thinking about before, I was like, well, Austin Theory, because he's been a pain in Bobby's side for the longest, but right, he didn't have to cost him the money. But I mean, Austin Theory is a different case. I, I can't really feel sorry for Austin. Especially oh now my gosh. Oh, don't, don't you don't you pull that card on me. No. Slanderous. Oh, 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 how did that? Slanderous? How do you say Slanderous. <laughs> And then we have the main event. Uh, Becky goes against uh, Bailey. Cap, uh, why don't you give some thoughts about this? Uh, why don't you give your thoughts about this match? 
I mean, I was into it, but I don't know. It was just something not all the way clicking for me, but I was into it. I don't know. I can't explain it. Does that make any sense to say I was into it, but right. it well, didn't. Well, let me, well, huh? let me, I was going to say, well, let me, um, and I mean to interrupt, but let me uh, throw uh, questions your way. Do you feel like Be Becky and Bailey, they're, they're hitting as a feud? I don't know. They're just something off for me. Like sometimes I think like their segments and stuff are very like I'm into it. But then it's like when it comes to the matches, it's just not all the way there for me. Or it hasn't been. I think the that first encounter. No, the first encounter actually was. Um, since returning. I mean, mm -hmm. um, after that, then it was just so many things like in aspects that kind of like got in the way, like, you know, obviously with the whole Monday night raw, like what is it? The 30 years or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Just certain little hiccups and the story sometime would lose its feeling for me, but I'm still willing to give it a chance. Cause I, it's not like I completely disengaged from it. It's just something on some level is just not all the way hitting with me yet, but these are my girls, so I know it will eventually. It's it's coming. It's just it's a slow burner for me. Yeah, and I feel like it's something interesting about these two uh, feuding. And I don't know if it's necessarily been anything match wise that, like anything that. So we knew like someone like Sasha and Charlotte had a good chemistry. Sasha and Becky. Same thing with Becky and and uh, um, and Charlotte as well. And same thing with Sasha and and Bailey. So I, I just think they haven't had that match. Uh, this cage match, I was expecting a lot out of them. And um, I don't think they did bad. I just, I, I do see what you mean. They haven't hit that that gear that you want, you can sit here and go like, that match though. You know, yeah. I don't think it was awful. I, I, I won't sit here and say it's awful. I think you just have great talent here, but they're still finding. But that first still... encounter was good though. I will say okay. like it wasn't bad. Good job. Um, I, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Lita makes an appearance. She helps out her, her fellow redhead, uh, Becky. Um, you we know, love, I, we love Lita. We love uh, her. You know, I, I did, but I just didn't. I, she shouldn't mind her business. You know. I, I Whoa! Oh, now this. Now yeah. she shouldn't mind her business. What, what about damage control? Why can't they mind their business? Well, I'm just saying, like those are her friends. Oh, and Lita's not uh, Becky's friend? No, didn't they fight last year? Okay, friends fight. What kind of friends do you have? <laughs> what are you talking about? Ugly, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, I know like uh, Lita, uh, you, you know, she did Lita things. I wasn't a fan of uh, one Dumas of Amy. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just didn't, I wasn't feeling that because now Bailey's hurt. Her arm is injured. I, you know, like now she's hurt. That's not true. What cool. does that have to do with Lita? Lita injured her. I'm just saying she came out to protect her friend because she was being outnumbered. So like, whatever happens in the field happens in the field. Okay. Okay, General. Yeah. Right. I, won't, I know. I I see what kind of general you are. What you broke it? You know, it might be that Captain America speech. Uh. uh uh, was the age of Ultron? He said, "If you get hurt, walk it off. If, if you die, walk it off." I'm sorry, Steve. What? I don't think that's how life works, uh, Stephen Grant Rogers. Oh my gosh! I, I literally googled up his middle name. Now that's my thing. If I know your middle name, <laughs> I'll I'll show you. Uh, we 
ridiculous. I am. I'm trying to go for the ridiculous ridiculousness award, which honestly should go to um, that 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 show on MTV because why is that still on the air? Um, I I don't believe it. Let's talk real quick about NXT. Um, there was a lot of stuff that we spoke about on the review show and on the Unpopular Review Network. We go on live literally 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes after it goes off the air. We give our initial thoughts, which is crazy because we give our thoughts. And sometimes, and I love how you put it on each and every week, because you have an opportunity to review uh, NXT twice. So when you do it the second time, you're like, hey, you know, maybe I was kind of harsh on this segment, which is cool because... You know, by then you were about to had a chance to process your thoughts. Right. But, but Toxic Attraction, they had the big split. They, uh, JC Jane um, kicked Gigi Dolans to the curve. Uh, uh, some people say stomped her face through the door. Um, looked really gruesome. Um, Very. I, have your thoughts have changed since that, uh, since Tuesday, madam? I'm mad because I don't know that just whole like them trying to emulate the same thing of like the rockers when they broke up and like just seeing Gigi down there just like I don't like it I'm obviously I'm very like a big fan of Gigi so I'm like uh uh girl get up (laughs) I know you was really when we were talking I remember, and I, I tried to explain, like, I don't believe they're trying to really call her uh, the Janetti. I believe that they wanted to establish a baby and a hill. Jaycee was established as the hill. And I thought about it, and I feel like I said it on the review show, but I'll say it again here for the big pop, that um, Jaycee has a story to kind of lean on. Um, maybe I didn't say all that, because I feel like now I'm making up stuff. <laughs> but Jaycee has a little bit touch on but not too much so touch on it all the way now that sounds weird but this get into but jc jane has a story because i still think about i think about saturday when they had uh not this past but uh when they had um um what was the pay-per-view uh Memphis day when they were chatting gg and Roxanne. jc jane's like what about me what about I I I was here too. Right. <laughs> you know, I was out here too. And she could sit in and said, I kicked JC, um, not JC, uh, JC didn't kick herself to the curb. <laughs> but she kicked Gigi to the curb saying she was weak. And the fans uh made it easy for me to kick her to the curb because she's weak. And I'm gonna prove that I never needed her and I'm gonna do this and she can go on a run. And I think that um I mean we got some time to stand and deliver, Gigi could take some time off and, you know, sell the, the, not just the injury, but the heartbreak. I mean, that's heartbreaking when your friend kicks you to the curve, but she could sell all that. And then when she comes back, then they can start really putting in the work for, cause that's going to be a match. And that's um, going to make the crowd very hot, taking that time, the waiting. Right. But that's good. But I think stuff like that is great because let them wait. Don't give them everything. And, and, and you know, my thing with the Sami Zayn, I don't want to jump like too hard, but I, uh, too, jump too uh, ahead. But one of my things, I was like, man, if they only could milk this, 
But I understand that Elimination Chamber was two weeks after the Royal Rumble. And so right. it's kind of hard. You know, but I was like, man, if they can really milk this, just milk it. You know, like him after that beatdown, he takes like two, three weeks off and then he comes back and then the fans go crazy. I mean, the fans still went crazy when he showed up. But I just think about things like if they was to milk it, man, that would have been that would have been really good. So but they could do this with Gigi. Um, but I wanted to touch on that real quick. Um Let's talk dynamite. Um, I know we haven't really been reviewing dynamite as much. It's been uh, pretty hard uh, to squeeze in a lot of stuff, as everyone knows we do on Popular Review. And on Wednesday is a busy day for the both of us. You're doing the challenge. I was on the challenge. Uh, I missed this last week's challenge, so I got to catch up. Um, I heard uh, people were frustrated, so I, I know I need to catch up. And yeah. uh, we uh, and I did, did uh, the flash with. Uh, the Cedar Superior and uh, Vic. Um, and by the way, I gotta say, I saw the the, the Flash uh, trailer for the movie. It looks. I'm gonna go see that movie, but I feel like there's gonna be things missing there that I'm gonna be upset. But uh, I'll leave it at that. But um, AEW, <laughs> they were at El, Pas El Paso County Coliseum in El Paso, Texas. So you know there was some Eddie Guerrero chance, as they should, as yeah, they true. should. And no. valid indeed. Do you have a, you know, just a, I don't mean to throw, uh, go off uh, topic, mm -hmm. but that's kind of the whole thing of a big pop. Do you have a favorite Eddie Guerrero match? Uh, okay, so I, I can't remember the exact WrestleMania, but sure. it was uh, one he had with uh, Kurt Angle. I don't even know, was it at a WrestleMania? Yeah, well, WrestleMania 20. Yeah, the one where he had his boot. Oh. <laughs> That match was just chef's kiss, like yeah. No, they always had great chemistry. You know, um, it, it, that that spot was so good. I kind of wish they had it in the two K games. Like I would sit there, you just he kicked. It was so great too because he held his ankle, and Kurt Angle was such a madman. Kurt Angle was a madman at this point. I mean, I think there was like something trending on Twitter talking about how Kurt Angle was willing to do anything at one point, like like 2007. Like and it just was cracking me up. It's so true. Like Kurt Angle, at some point when he went bald, like that was his like he was in his zone era. Like seriously, I loved it. No, when, yeah, Kurt Angle went to a whole nother level when he shaved his head. Um, I remember he shaved his head in 2002. He had that match with Hogan, the king of the ring. And then, like, Hogan took off the uh, wig, and Kurt Angle was really upset. Because Kurt Angle was still doing the comedy stuff. I mean, he, he could go in the ring. But Kurt Angle was just, he was a com he was comedy gold. And um, when that wig fell off and he hit the angle lock on Hogan, and Hogan don't tap out. Oh, oh, that don't work for me, brother. And Hogan, but he made Hogan tap. And when, when he realized his wi uh, the wig was off, because remember he had the wig and the um, that wrestling gear? That like you know like that strap around the, the head, yeah. and when he realized it was gone, he at that point he was just like, you know what, I don't need it. And then he had that run. He had that match with John Cena, was uh, you know John Cena's debut. And when you take about two thousand and four five, he was doing that thing with a uh, Booker T's wife and handcuffing. Egg. I, Kurt Angle was a madman. I, I didn't. I, we went, huh? Yeah, it was Charmel. Uh, yes, Charmel. Yeah. Yes, Charmel and. He was saying some. I remember as a kid, I was like, "What? What? What is happening here?" <laughs> just, just, it was one of those things it was that such an interesting time. But listen, I loved every like. He just killed every storyline he was in. He is just yes, 
he just hits on everything like in ring mic character like he was the best all around he was one of the best all around wrestlers like he could talk on the mic he could talk he could be serious he could be the goofy guy he could be the in ring guy that would i would be if i'm in the match with kurt angle and he's across the ring for me i'm leaving <laughs> I'm no, honestly. Get... <laughs> so and he was some and he had such great matches with uh, a young brock lesnar i mean I, I i know we're going into this deep kurt angle appreciation thing but kurt angle really was that dude and when he went to tna not for nothing when he went to tna oh i remember he went to tna i said oh that's a game changer he had the black boots the black singlet because he used to have the you know american uh yeah. thing but he had the black uh sing- headbutt samoa joe um uh yeah, beat Samoa Joe. He was Kurt Angle was always bleeding as well. He was in his element. That's it. Like he was just in his element. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was that he was really that dude. I, I gotta give it to him. He was really that dude. Um 100%. I I, I uh, <laughs> but uh maybe one day we'll do an appreciation Kurt Angle thing because Kurt Angle's really that dude, he deserves it. But uh AW opened up with MJF again. Taka, uh, oh my God, I should have made sure I learned how to pronounce his name. Takashana, I'm saying his name all wrong. I know you guys have watched AEW Dynamite. Y'all will wait for a Dynamite review, and I butchered this man's name, and I apologize. But this match was good. <laughs> I gotta sit and say, I watched it yesterday because I cannot watch it live on Wednesday. Um, it is hard to try to watch a, l- a little bit of everything. So I watched it back yesterday. And I gotta say, this match was good. I I was really sitting there. I I had my little tea. I sat in and I was impressed with MJF. MJF is he's a simple wrestler. MJF had made it clear I can do the athletic stuff. I can flip and do all that stuff. But why am I doing that? No, makes sense. He's kind of spilled. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? He's kind of who? He kind of spilled. Like that's tea. He spilled some tea. He, yeah. Uh oh, he spilled. Okay, so I gotta write that. Wow, he spilled. Yeah, he spilled. All right. Him and Takashita had a very, very, very good match. They did, and they, it was really good. I love the spot where Takashita, she does the, um, he does this clothesline on the ter- top turnbuckle. So he'll grab you, hit you with a clothesline, and you just go spinning out of control in the air. But MJF landed on his feet and then hit him with a super Yes, he landed, homeboy landed on his feet to let it be known, like, I can do that stuff too, bro, but I'm trying to protect my body, which I, I got to give him credit uh, about that because some of these wrestlers, they, they do a lot, uh, a lot for, uh, they do a lot, and, and, and ugh. I mean, to each his own, but uh, he really takes care of himself. And um, the finish comes from when, because uh, he kept working uh, uh, Takashita arm, um, He's working his arm, working his arm. He's trying to hit the salt of the uh, salt of the earth armbar, and a few times that he got it, he was uh, Taka was uh, um, avoiding it. Uh, the commentary is going on right now. I love um, Tony Schiavone. I grew up with him in WCW. Um, that was my guy. This was him before the beard. But every time, and I get it, he don't like MJF. MJF put his hands on him, so he has a reason not to like MJF. But every time uh, Takashita was trying to go for a move, he tried to knee him. MJF moved. And his 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 Tony Schiavone. What a coward. Tony, I don't know if you know how wrestling works, but you don't want to get hit in the face, my friend. No, no. He did what he did to him so he could say whatever he wants. Irrational or not. 
quite you. So, <laughs> <laughs> but he gets the one when he's about uh, Takashina, and I apologize because I am butchering his name. I, well, how'd you say? How do you say? It? It's just a different. It's a different name every time. <laughs> I know. I'm trying. I'm crying. Don't you laugh at me. Everyone knows I'm bad at this. Goodness. How do you say it? You're a hoot and a half. What's next? No, let me finish with this statement. A hoot and a half. So, Takashina, um, um, he gets hit in the head by MJF with the diamond ring. Um, he's busted open. And um, uh, Brian Danielson come out to make the save because they're friends. Not uh, him and MJF, but Takashina. Uh, next thing we got here, we have the Garcia Guevara gauntlet. I'm not going to lie. I turned my back for two minutes. And Ricky Stark beat Angelo Parker and Matt Moderna. Uh, Modern. I mean, it was so quick. I, I looked. I said, what happened? Um, and the, the whole point of this gauntlet match is that if Ricky Stark wins, he will get a match late in the night against one Chris Jericho. But he does come up short. Against Daniel Garcia, uh, a masked person, a masked person comes into the ring, hits him with a Judas effect. Um, not he don't hit him, he doesn't get in the ring, but he uh, when he's in the crowd, he hit him with the Judas effect outside, which leads to Garcia to take advantage, pins him. The announcers play dumb. I forget which one said, "Who's the guy in the mask?" I don't know. He did a Judas effect. Who was that guy? I thought, are you are you are you kidding? I said this is insulting. This is insulting. And so then they realized, oh, come on. And they knew it was God, uh, Chris Jericho. My, I'm confused about this because I know that they've been having this back and forth stuff, uh, um, Ricky Stark and Chris Jericho. But Ricky Stark already beat Chris Jericho. So I guess because I don't watch a lot of AEW, I know there was that tag match. It was, uh, I think it was Jericho and Guevara against Ricky and a partner. And they lost, but even still, Ricky, you already beat Jericho. You have nothing to prove. You can leave this this feud. You beat Jericho, which is a big feat in itself because, you know, Chris Jericho, I mean, it's Chris freaking Jericho, right? Okay, so the next segment, I like this. I think he wasn't done. That's it. When when you did that, did you do the the, the with the index finger in the air, hand I air? Absolutely. I, I, I knew you did. I, I could tell. Pull up right now. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. Pull up. He said, pull up. So you have Roosh against Brian Danielson. It was hilarious because Brian Danielson was being interviewed by Renee Paquette. And as she was being interviewed, uh, he was giving praise to uh, Takashina. Uh, as he was being interviewed, Roosh's like, team nails the door to lock Brian Danielson in. I said, this is ingenious. This is honestly brilliant because Brian Danielson has to beat Roosh to get his match with MJF, which is going to be an Iron Man match. And MJF is like, yeah, count Brian Danielson out. Count, ref, count. I thought this was great. I said good villainy, good villain stuff. I sit here and say, take on the Avengers. This is good. I, I love villain stuff like this. Thanos would never. Well, well, not the first Thanos. Thanos who came from the past would have. <laughs> but this match was what you expected. Bloody. Brian Danielson was bleeding. Um, 
It was a good match. I, I don't think this was my, my favorite of all the stuff. I thought him and Takashina had a good one. I didn't get a chance to see the one with him and uh, Bendivo, Bendino, Bendino. I'm sorry. I had to make sure I got his name right. Bendino. <laughs> and you're laughing. Why, why are you laughing? No reason. No, there is a reason. But he had these matches. Then he had a match with Timothy Thatcher last week. I didn't get to see that. But I thought this match was good. It made Roosh look strong. Uh, Brian Danson gets the win with the knee. Uh, Roosh kicks out. You know, you know the knee, the knee that beat John Cena. I do. Yes, I, <laughs> not for now. Remember for a period they were literally calling it that was the name of the move, <laughs> the knee that beat John Cena. Listen, sometimes a little, a little is enough. Like you don't have to do too much. No, right? You don't have to really rename it. Like you just called the knee that beat John Cena, right? Right. But uh, he hits Roosh with it a second time, and he gets the win. Uh, uh, MJF, a name I can pronounce right, so thank you, MJF. <laughs> I can't. He uh, he uh, attacks Brian Danielson, and that match is going to be at Revolution, I believe it's in March. So, you know, there's that. Um, real quick, the, the elite that defeated, match, uh, hmm? say that again, madam. Really good match, though. Yeah, I, I believe it's going to be really, really good. I do. Uh, Brian Danielson, I mean, this guy can wrestle uh, a broom. And, and a and a table uh, a table counter and the match will be five stars. So true. you know the match is going to be good. And MJF is someone I feel like he's very multifaceted. Yes, I agree with that. He's someone who I think he has all the talent in the world. I think that he he displays what he needs to display and he gets what he needs to get out there. And and he and he does great work. I mean, there's not much that I can say about him. I really thought that match, that open, because I, I don't really say a lot of like, oh, that's a great MJF match. But this was good. The opening was good. Uh, the Elite, they did the Elite things, like win. So they beat Top Flight and AR Fox. So the Elite wins, LOL. Um, but this was good because I think it's great that they're putting out Top Flight. Top Flight, um, I wish I remember both brothers' names. I know uh, Dar uh, Dante. And his brother, his brother suffered a lot of injuries. There was one time he was injured. Uh, I forgot, I think it was a knee injury. And then there was a, an unfortunate car accident. But he's back in action. So it's good that they're putting Top Flight out there to reestablish themselves. Because Dante has been holding it out on his own, paired with other people every now and then. But, you know, um, you, you, know you want to get Top Flight back out there. Um, they got a win a few weeks ago over the uh, uh, the Young Bucks, so they were in line for a trios uh, championship match with AR Fox. Um, they win with Kenny Omega hitting like a, a quick, desperate pin, which I think is great because it wasn't so it wasn't decisive. It was pretty much I I, I got lucky and I pulled up. Uh, uh, it wasn't a schoolboy anything, but he he was able to get that roll up, and I thought that was. And that's a roll up, and that's something cool. to the imagination. Is, is yes, fantastic. <laughs> then we have the claim. Uh, they lost to the ad boys. Um, I, 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 I don't know, man. Um, you know, when I was looking at the uh preview for next week, I, I kind of laughed. Um, they were like, uh, I forgot, it was Orange Cassidy, somebody else, and Daddy Ass. I love it. So at least someone do. So now we let's go to SmackDown. 
But yeah, uh, the gun boys, they win the tag titles. Uh, I don't know where they're going with this. Uh, I, I don't know. Like the gun boys, uh, you know, I'm not going disres- to no disrespect on them. I, I, I think that there is talent to them. But I don't know if I would have put the titles on them on Wednesday. I, I don't think that would have been a route I would have done. But since you don't think it was their time right now, like right now you felt like there were other tags that might have been better suited? Yeah, I, I think there's other tag teams. I guess for the story, you could go with the guns, sure. But I just feel like there's other teams ahead of them. And the guns winning, it, it's... I don't know. I, just, I feel like, when I, like even when I was watching the replay, I knew that the guns were going to win. I went to sleep. And I just, and that's not, and I don't want to make this like, oh, I'm trying to be disrespectful. It's not, I think there's talent there, but I just wouldn't put the title on them uh, on Wednesday. It's not a question of their talent. It's just you feel like there were other teams that maybe had a better uh, claim for having it in this moment. Like, it's okay to, like, you know, sometimes you feel like maybe it's not the right time for someone to have a title. It sure, doesn't sure. mean that you think anything less of, you know, their abilities at all. Absolutely. And and thank you for uh, wording that. That was great. Let's get to, uh, we're going to talk a little SmackDown. SmackDown was in the Mohegan Sun Arena. <laughs> See, I, I made sure I got that right. I'm proud of myself. Pat on the back. Boom, boom. Um, there was some good stuff here. I mean, really, the good, the, really what was really good was the uh, tag team match with the Usos against Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Uh, I just want to paint a picture, and then I'll ask you for your thoughts, uh, Captain. So Jimmy is waiting for Jay. He's like, yo, Jay's going to be here. Jay's going to be here. He even tried to get uh, – because he had a little bit of doubt. He had a little bit of doubt about uh, Jay showing up. And he even says, Paul Heyman, uh, I don't know. What about what about us? And, he, and Paul was like, that's a bad idea, <laughs> which I agree. I, I don't think we need to see Paul Heyman uh, in the ring. Uh, Paul Heyman does got that win, though, uh, if I can point out. Uh, it was Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman against the Hardy Boys, and they and he pinned Jeff Hardy. He was practically a handicap match. And Brock Lesnar destroyed these guys. It might as well have been a handicap match. <laughs> 2002 was such a fun year. It's, it's honestly my favorite year of uh, WWE. Um, valid. That's really valid. Yeah, it was such a, it, such a, such a time, man. It would be for me, mm-hmm. I'd say like 2004. Oh, okay, 2004. That's not a bad year. That's yeah. not bad. That's not a bad year, 2004. Is there any, um, it don't even have to be a match, but any, what was your favorite thing about 2004 with WWE? I, uh, I believe the evolution, you know? Ooh. I really enjoyed them, yeah. No, evolution was, I, when I was a kid, I, hated them. I was like, damn, why did they keep winning? And but they were really that squad. That was the team. That was the team. The visual of what I'm again 2003. Triple H as the world heavyweight champion. Randy on as the Intercontinental Champion. Batista and Ric Flair as the tag team champions. They were on fire. Mm-hmm. And, and Randy Orton with that run with the Intercontinental Championship. Which was a I forget how long that run was. I remember something you shared with me, and they were talking about like the most recent, longest reigning Intercontinental Champions in the modern era, I guess it was. Yeah. And Randy was on there, and I was like, oh, snap, Randy was IC Champ. Like, he really was. And I missed, 
that version of the belt. I used to love that design of the belt was me too. Amazing. That's actually oh. my favorite. Yeah, yes. They need to maybe run that back at some point. I'd like consider it, please. So let me ask you: When they uh, bought the white strap, what did you feel about the uh, white strap? I don't think it's a terrible belt. It's just like I like that one more. Like it's like nothing necessarily wrong with that one. It's just right. I have just I can't explain it. You know when you just it's an just something just like kind of stands out to you and you can't explain why, but it's just, it, it, it does. No, I get what you're saying. I was going to say, I didn't mean to uh, talk loudly over, but I was saying it's an infinity for that belt. Like when I first started watching WWE, WWF, that was the belt I saw. And for me, I was like, that's my definitive intercontinental championship. Like that's my, belt. like when I think about the world heavyweight championship for WWE, I will always go with, um, there was that one in 2002 to 2001 it was like the big eagle the one triple h had like half the time in 2000 mm -hmm. but for me it was the 2002 undisputed championship I, like that those there's certain belts for me that's a, like a definitive so i get what you mean when you say oh this is the kind of it was definitive like oh these other belts are not bad but this this was it but um and we would like to hear you guys well like what's your favorite it's a kind of belt i mean we just broke down and told you what we thought um, but yeah, Jimmy, um, you know, he's, he's waiting for Jay. Now I thought this was weird, right? So, you know, you got Brian and Ricochet who I really didn't like them winning the tournament because they wasn't even in the tournament and uh, they, they're a bunch of cheaters. Sorry. Team, team bald. Um, and it looked like it was just going to be against Jimmy and it was looking and I'm sitting there saying, wait, Adam Pierce, what kind of management is this? <laughs> What are you doing? Like, you're going to let Jimmy go out there? I know that the bloodline has been sort of a problem, but have they not given you great quality TV? Don't do this to Jimmy. <laughs> but Jay, like the good brother that he is, he comes he comes down the aisleway doing his best impersonation of the Shield. Um, and they have a really good match to Uso, Braun Strowman, and Ricochet. It was really good. I love that. That ending was really good. But Ricochet, he didn't see the tag when uh, Jay made the tag. Here's a shooting star press, which is uh, uh, it's picture perfect, by the way. I just got to throw that out there about Ricochet. Um, only to get caught with the splash and is pinned one, two, three. The Usos, which Usos had, uh, Uso had no business even. There should have never been a thought about them even dropping the titles on uh, SmackDown. But what did you think about this match, Captain? Uh, I mean, I have no hate towards it. I'm indifferent, but mm -hmm. what happened needed to happen. But also, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure out, okay, so he's back. So now what? Like, it's like, we pretend like you weren't missing. So they did have a segment here where... Jay, Jay, uh, Jimmy did ask, like, yo, you still in? And Jay's like, I don't know. And then he's like, all right, man. All right, we'll chat. Paul Heyman, which I got to sit here and say, the bloodline, I, I'm I'm under the impression, I'm under the impression that they just love drama. Because, like, Paul's like, hey. Right? Yeah. It's like Paul Heyman's spying on the brothers. Um <laughs> <laughs> He's always just standing there in the corner, just holding. Like, 
was really creepy. And I'm like, no one can hear Paul Heyman in the back. Because like, you got to hear Paul Heyman in the back. But whatever. Uh, Paul Heyman says, hey, what, uh, you know, um, did you speak to Jay? He's like, did you see? He actually uh, speak to him or something like that. And he's like, nah, you know, nah, I didn't do it. So Paul Heyman's like, oh, okay, so you're lying to me. So I got to say, the bloodline, they're all about lying to each other. Um, all of them. Uh, except Roman. I think that's why Roman always gets upset because he's like, don't lie to me. Um, but then we get this segment with Sammy and and uh, Jay. And he tells them, like, you know, we never got a chance to talk. I appreciate you having my back. You know, when he was getting stomped out, Sammy, was, um, Jay wasn't stomping him. He said, I know you've been through a lot because Jay has been through the freaking, uh, he went through the, he went through the worst like that's what i think like that's why he's so like how he is like he went through the worst process like i don't even think solo had a process to even get in jimmy did too like solo had nothing but jimmy's was not as bad as jay because jimmy gave in quicker no he really did he you remember that he was saying i ain't no one's you know i ain't no one else you know i'm not gonna cuss here but you know i ain't gonna cuss but you know, you know, you know, you know the word, but um, <laughs> but then he ends up like teaming up with Roman. I said, I, I guess the I guess the shirts wasn't selling, huh? But <laughs> um, but he 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 uh, he said, I know you went through a lot, but he said, I want you to know. First, I thought he was getting ready to tell him I love you. I was like, oh, brother stuff, you know, because brothers need to tell brothers they love each other. But he said, I acknowledge you. And I said, what in the Spike Lee is this? How <laughs> this cute. Is- so then Jay's looking, and later in the night, Paul Heyman says he gives Jimmy the night off and says, "Watch from home because a lot of things you don't see until you see it on TV." And then he says, uh, "You know, he pats him on the back. He pats him pretty aggressively too." And Paul Heyman ain't a little guy, so I don't know if I was getting hit by Paul, I'd be like, "Paul, chill." <laughs> so then we not even then, but uh, I'm sorry. Did you want to add something? No, I was laughing. Oh, okay. No, no. Could anytime I had sound, I was going to make sure you get your thoughts out too. No. Uh, but we had a fatal four way with Mad Cat Moss, uh, Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and Karrion Cross. What are your thoughts about Karrion Cross thus far on the roster? I'm not saying. So I don't feel like he's a. Because people are being so like, oh, he's a failure. Like, I don't think that at all. I just think there needs to be like a one little bit of tweaking for it to like start hitting with the crowd. I don't think they're far off from having something. There's something there, 100%. It just needs a little bit more tweaking. When he lost to uh, Rey Mysterio a few weeks ago, uh, people would, uh, some people, because you know how the wrestling community is, it's really aggressive out here in the wrestling community. Oh, that's it. He's done. Yeah, like, it's just so dramatic. It's like, but at the end of the day, it's like, think about it's Rey Mysterio. When people say it, like, losing to Rey Mysterio is, like, that's not something that says that you're done. Like, it's Rey Mysterio. Or, like, am I missing something? No, I mean, you lose to Rey Mysterio, the the fourth greatest uh, cruiserweight ever in the world. Um, It's not a bad, it's not an insult, you know? Just thought I'd throw that out there. The fourth. But Matt Captain Watson wins a fatal four-way. Uh, I, I looked at this as they got, they're feeding someone for Gunther. Uh, he already beat Ray. Him and Carrion are heels. 
And I think that's better to keep Karen away because Karen needs to get some wins. I mean, he's. I agree with what you're saying. Um, it's not like he's finished or he's done, but Karen just needs something to really sink his teeth into. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. That's all it is. And I feel like a large portion of what's like affecting him is just there's not enough room in the title picture because there's one person holding two titles. It's going to annoy me forever until it's over because I just feel like if it was too separate, then a lot of people will have more to do because they're having to like kind of play down and do other stuff in the meantime. No, and, and I get that. Eventually, you're gonna get your wish. Don't worry. It, it, we're we're uh, if I could quote uh, uh, Stephen Strange, we're in the end game now. Oh my gosh! I think I'm gonna watch something Marvel tonight. You should. Yeah, hey, all right. There you go. I'm gonna watch some Marvel. You know, they got Black Panther on uh, Disney Plus, so maybe I'll watch that. Um, the second one, by mind you, I I felt like I just said that, and they're like, "Yeah, of course it's been there the whole time, you idiot." But uh, Ronda Rousey, she's back. Um, okay, so let me paint this picture for you, right? So Natalia comes out. She she's wearing a, a pink hat. Um, she's talking about being in the Elimination Chamber, having this long career here in the WWE, and she then she brings up Shayna Baszler, and she talks about how Shayna Baszler uh. Broke her nose. She saw red. She never forgot that. And then goes the the cheap route of um, she calls out Shayna Baszler, and she calls her a, a cheap Ronda Rousey knockout, which it's not true. Like I know this is wrestling, but I I I hear that right, and I'm like, bro, that's so weak because Shayna Baszler has always been her own woman. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Shayna Baszler was an NXT killing girls. Um, I want to say for a whole year. Um, Just about. I feel like. I mean, there was a period where it felt like she held that title for a year. I might be off, but she held that title for a long time. My point is, Shayna Baszler, and she she just hasn't been hitting on the main roster like how I feel she should. I felt like when she, um, and I'm going into different subjects here, but when Shayna Baszler first showed up in 2020, uh, that crazy year, and she eliminated elimination chamber rolling around that impressive uh you know when she had yes in there like so it's like you're right it's just like i don't know what's happened because i feel like she has so much about her like to be like that type of like heel that they need right and you know that year that year right so i remember hearing this thing and becky pretty becky said uh she was ready to drop the title to Shayna, but the the company didn't want to go that route. And um, I think she would have been a great champ. But getting back to the uh, thing, I just want to give Shayna Baszler some love because I just think she's great. I just don't understand why she's not hitting on the main roster. Um, but uh, I think this might be good for her. So let me continue. So uh, she calls her out and Shayna point, points out some of the things I said. I've been my own woman. I got into wrestling on my own. I need Ronda for this and that and that. So then... Um, Rhonda comes out, you know, you hear the music, and they do the, they do the, they, they proceed to just beat up Natalia. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a heart, I'm a part of the heart family myself, honestly, because I'm a heart, uh, uh, a friend of the hearts. <laughs> yes. But I enjoyed this. 
I enjoyed this because Natalia was saying stuff like, you can't just talk like this and not expect to get beat up. So I thought this was great. Shotzi tried to help, um, but then she got hurt. So a reminder for everybody, if I'm getting jumped, don't call Shotzi Blackheart to help because you saw she got... You them? Huh? You saw what, what Rhonda was calling Shotzi and Natalia? No, what was she calling them? Team Shartzi. <laughs> Someone wrote that for her. Uh, <laughs> Team Shotzi. Okay. But I like this because I think Ronda Rousey don't need to be in the women's championship picture anymore, or at least at this point. So her and Shayna going for the women tag team championships, I think putting them belts on them could be pretty it could be pretty BA. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, no, I'd be down for it. I think that that could be something they could really work with. And I think that, you know, Ronda's very good with getting, like, heat from the crowd. I feel like right now the titles are a little cooled down. And that's not necessarily, I'd say, Dakota and Io's fault. I think it's just a storyline thing or just, like, how it's come about, how it shows on camera how it presents itself it's just like not all the way hitting there so i think ronda and shana might be a better route to go right now yeah i think i think it's really when you talk about damage control it's definitely the book one Working mm-hmm. yes you. that was the word i was trying to think of. and that's why we're a team i got you um booking i don't know they just they haven't been booked to look dominant or look like so when they were starting to get some wins, damage control, I said, this is good because they're stable and should be getting some wins. They want to look dominant, you got you gotta win. And and you know, I, I'll bring I'll bring up your group, the judgment day. Once they started winning, a lot of people started really getting behind them because I I, I you remember how good booking was during yeah. the summer. And, and so everything. Annoying. I I know it was. I remember I remember one, I think it was uh, Clash at the Castle. And Dom waited to turn on his father. That was what? so ridiculous to me. I was livid. You remember that thing? I was livid. I'm like, what, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> I'm kicking you out the group now. You just cut in. Now I got to kick you out. Uh, uh, Cap, you're, you're not a part of Judgment Day. You can't kick him out. You're not a part I of Judgment Day. I am an honorary member, actually. You're an, you're an honorary Judgment, judgment yeah. Day? Yeah. Honorary yes. Judgy? Judgy? Yes. <laughs> I'm a judge at, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, that was pretty much SmackDown. I mean, um, I mean the, the other thing I really put as a note is Drew McIntyre and Seamus B hit row. It, it's really a shame with hit row. I thought like a hill turn uh could be good for them. And right now they have not really left the gates. Um I really want the best for hit row. It, it's just it, it's not hitting. It's not hitting, and I, I really want the best for them. But when I saw them being in this match with Drew and Sheamus, I already said, "Oh yeah, that's, they're going to get beat up." Especially when they were supposed to be in that like that finals match. It was supposed to be Drew and Sheamus against Hit Row, and it's Drew, still time, you know. Like sure, it's still sure, time. Sure. Like you know, they have it in them. It's just, I uh, you know, it's not over till it's over. I think there's still time to turn it around if done right. No, and that's. <laughs> That's a fair point. It's being, I guess it's just they've been on the main roster for a while. The face stuff wasn't working. Now they're here and they're losing. 
So it does make a concern because they've been consecutively losing. But there is time, and they can be rebuilt, and I hope that they, they're still patient with them. Um, so I agree with what you said. Um, gotta gotta be patient. Um, the Viking Rays they aired a, 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 a video at the end, so they're gonna continue to fight. Uh, might as well put them. Uh, they're gonna be uh, fighting forever. And that's pretty much SmackDown. But let's, before we end the show, um, while we do Elimination Chamber predictions, um, let's start with. Let's start with the mixed tag team match. We're going to have Edge and Beth Phoenix go against Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Who do you got for this one, Captain? As a judgette, you know where my <laughs> vote lies. With Team Judgment Day. Team Judgment Day. I see Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley winning as well. I feel like even though Rhea don't have to be, uh, you know, they can lose. Rhea just don't have to be pinned. I, I feel like Rhea's team should win, keep the momentum going, because she's going to have that match with Charlotte, so she should get. Uh, they should be getting a win. Finn Balor and Edge, I almost, I'm almost 100% they're going to be facing at WrestleMania, and the story continues if Finn wins, because then the story could be, can Edge overcome Finn? And Finn has beaten him twice. So, and even, can even add in the, remember Edge's old gimmick, the ultimate opportunist? Yeah. Finn could tease, like, Hey, maybe you're not the opportunist you once was. So we could probably get that. Uh, uh, okay, so then we have a singles match. We're going to have Meat battling Big Meat. What is going on right now? Bobby Lashley against Bobby Lashley. I'm trying to make a funny, and it, it was you getting bad. You made the whole room just freeze. Well, someone, someone didn't pay their uh, heater bill. I can't. Bobby Lashley against Bobby Lashley. Who do you got? Um, for my <laughs> sake, like Bobby Lashley beat up Brock, so this can be over with. I feel like we're gonna get a fourth match at Mania. Um, <gasps> I, <laughs> I can hear the excitement in your voice. Um, I heard that just the pure excitement. It was just like, yes. Uh, Bobby Lashley. I felt Bobby Lashley wins because of the hurt business. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like there's been this tease for the longest time. And Brock has always just been getting one-ups on Bobby. Like, to a point where I'm starting to feel bad. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at the TV. I said, Brock, stop picking on Bobby. <laughs> no, that would, that would be really cool, though. I'd be so down for that. Like, Yes. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because uh, I think we've voiced how we feel about the hurt business. Hurt business is, a, uh, hurt business is, is great. <laughs> uh Elimination Chamber. Let's talk about the Elimination Chamber, the, the pay-per-view. Uh, it's named after. Let's talk about the women. We have Oscar, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel, Natalia, and Carmella. And who do you got, Madam? I see Oscar winning. No, I agree. I I said it last week. Oscar got to go into this chamber match and, and beat these girls up. She got but she got to wreck them. Um, you you have the face paint on. You got to display that. That's just not. It's not just for cosmetics. It's really like I'm a whole nother person. I'm a different being. 
So yeah, I go with Oscar too. She needs to. She don't need to do the performance that um, uh, Shannon Baszler did uh, three years ago, but she needs to go out there and really like dominate. And I and I look forward to seeing her. Her and Bianca had a match before, right? But we never got a winner, did we? Uh yeah. Okay, so this would be kind of a fresh match, actually. We never got an actual winner, so that would be a fun match. Um, that would be fun. Uh, could I? I said before, none of the SmackDown girls, but I'm looking at Raquel, and I know that I know that they like Raquel, so it's kind of like, well, what does she do for Mania? Um, I guess we'll see as time goes on. Uh, let's talk about the Elimination Chamber, the men. We have Austin, it's for the United States Championship. We have Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. This is going to be a tough one, honestly, but who do you got? I'm between Seth Rollins and Montez. You think Montez too, right? Yeah. I don't think Seth, but Montez is interesting. It's like I want to do a safe pick, but the pick I'm really feeling is Montez, you know? So a safe pick is Seth Rollins, so that's why I said it's one of these two. But let me ask you, what makes you Montez? Like what's, what's your thought process for it? Just something, you know, when you feel something in your gut, like just something in the air. Yeah, I remember that. That was someone's bad cooking. Oh, my gosh. Like, you can't just. Chill? No. Um, This one, I don't see Austin Theory retaining the championship. I think Seth Rollins going to be having a match with Logan Paul. Johnny Gargano is interesting. You could put the title on him. But then you got the Monster in there, Bronson Reed. So Montez is a – I was leaning towards Montez myself a little bit. I don't see Damian Priest going up uh, winning, but I do see the beauty about this match with all these ingredients in the match for me is that they don't have to win, but they can have a hell of a showing where then at the next few months you can start building around them and, and start making some of these guys players. Right. Um, this could definitely be a match that really like catapults mm-hmm. some serious buzz behind the yes. people who need that right now because mm-hmm. they're like still a little new to the main roster and just need that to kind of like spark up something on the main roster. And this would be and this would be more for someone like Johnny Gargano and Bronson Reed. Because they're the newer guy. Now, Johnny Gargano been on for a little while. Bronson uh, debuted, uh, what, late December, January, right? Mm-hmm. So they're new. Damian Priest, you know, we know him from the um, uh, Judgment Day, and he's been killing it. And then Montez Ford, he's the tag team guy. So I feel like this is going to be such a highlight for Montez Ford. So I lean on him. He's kind of someone. He honestly, he's someone I want to win. But who do I got winning? Like, who I got winning? I got Bronson Reed. I got wow. Bronson, I got Bronson Reed. This was a tough one. This was tough because I eliminated Austin Theory. I eliminated Seth Rollins. Johnny Gargano, you could go the babyface route, but I think Bronson Reed, he could be the monster, monster champ. So I, I, I got to go with Bronson. But uh, who I want, Montez Ford. And the final match, this is going to be such a match. Uh, undisputed Universal Championship match. Sami Zayn, the former former honorary honorary oops, easy for me to say, against the tribal chief Roman Reigns, who has dominated. It doesn't matter if you're a beast, a demon, 
he has dominated. <laughs> Roman Reigns has he was allowed to always get a knock in, like every time. He he did he not beat a beast? You love to get a knock in. Oh my god, fighting for it, fighting for it. You, what do you, you call it? A knock? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> knock, knock. Yeah. I but uh, Sami Zayn is going to go out there and have the performance of a lifetime. And I know that sounds so dramatic when I say that, but the man knows how to get an emotion. When he had that match a few weeks ago, when it was him and Jay defending the um, uh, tag titles against Judgment Day, it was I, I, it gave me flashbacks to old NXT Sami Zayn. Because he's been a hill for so long. Right. That not that I forget that he was a baby. It's just, oh, right. He's really good at being a baby. Like a baby face. I'm sorry to be clear. A baby face. So I sit here and go, he's not winning. How is he losing? I do see shenanigans, if I could quote a friend of ours, uh, shenanigans. And, um, but who is it? Uh, part of me sit here and go, could it be Jay? Could it be Jay that does anything? But I feel like they're going to milk the thing with Jay before they actually, he go full-fledged, like, I'm sticking with my family. So I don't know how it goes, but I, Roman's winning is my point. They have to be careful how they end this, though, as well. Like, the, how they end this off could really be detrimental moving forward. So they have to end this match the right way. What the right way is, I can't tell you, but I'll know when I see it. <laughs> Um, if they do it, um, but I definitely do see Roman retaining. Obviously, I just yeah, I just don't see him losing it. Not at Mania, I don't. Right, I see him going to. He's going to Mania as a champ. This is the third Mania, right? Third Mania. Yep, third Mania that he's been going to. Just there's literally there is a new there's a a kid that was born in. 2021, and he was there for all three uh, uh, Roman main events. And I think that is hilarious. Um, but yeah, Roman wins. And that's, huh? Roman is just like a force. He really is. No, he really is to the point where it's so... So, we already have that mania he's dropping the titles, right? Who's to say that's going to happen? I know. That's the thing. It's like it's so it doesn't seem clear cut like you know sometimes you see like when somebody wins the rumble you're like oh yeah okay yep 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 like you're so certain like when batista won the rumble i was like yeah we were all certain yeah he's winning yeah um so this is like uh like he could still somehow keep it like it's still it just feels like something about his this whole storyline his uh you know gimmick and how he is Yes. It just feels so like it could keep going and going and going. Like I, I have yet to really get tired of it. I'm still not tired of it at this yeah, moment. Yeah. So it's you like either, right? that timeless. It's like you you just don't know. No, you're, you're absolutely right. So Clash of the Castle, right? I honestly thought he was going to lose it. And when he didn't, I said, oh, I guess we, this is just never going to end. And I'm for it. And I'm honestly... I'm honestly, I agree with when you said I'm not tired of it. I'm like, yo, me either, because I know people are tired of it, and I can understand like they want a champion who is constantly there. I understand all that stuff, but I can only speak for myself when I sit here and say, but well, when Roman shows up, it feels like a big deal. 
It's final just five. And I'll sit here and always say this. Uh, one of the things I got, he got over Brock. At least when he defends the championship, he doesn't want to go on SmackDown. When needed, he's going to go on SmackDown. Brock didn't do that. Brock and didn't you know do what? The thing about it that also keeps it fresh is he gets rejuvenated every once in a while. Like something new is happening. Like he's in a certain storyline that's calling to something else within him. We've had him when he was in his paranoid era when the stuff with Paul Heyman. Uh, we've had him in his unhinged era, which is currently. We've had him in his cool, calm, collected, I don't care, I'm chilling, I'm having a good time, uh, you know, point. We've had him, it's just so many like different ways that he's been within this that it keeps rejuvenating it. And that's why you can't get tired. There you go. No, I agree. I agree. But there are people who are tired of the storyline, but I can say that so far, no. And I think that's what it was. There's always been layers and they've added things. So when you look at this bloodline thing, it was just him and Jay at first and Paul, then Jimmy was added and then Solo was added. And Sammy was at it. And I mean, you just saw, I mean, I just saw something, uh, it was some article I saw earlier in the week, and it was like, they're thinking about adding another member to the bloodline. I'm like, more? (laughs) It's almost like the Wayne brothers. It's like when you find out that there's more of them, you're like, there's more? Just like a lot of them. Um, But that's the show, guys. I mean, uh, we reviewed all the This Week in Wrestling. We're going to try to get back to Impact. Uh, Eventually, we're going to talk Impact. Um, and we just hope you guys have enjoyed the big pop. Um, you guys can listen to us on Anchor and Spotify. I do apologize. Last week, something happened with my Anchor account. And and for whatever reason, now we're not on Apple, but you can still catch those first 15 episodes on Apple if you just want to listen to hear our thoughts on what it was that we were talking about at the time. But we're on Spotify. And um, I Spotify. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah just tell us what you think but uh captain uh another great episode why don't you tell the lovely people where they can find you you can find me at shay sawyer underscore on multiple platforms um you can also find me on tuesdays for unpopular review as we review nxt directly after it's the after show uh wednesday i'll be uh doing a review for the challenge the last few episodes uh before the well we're in the final right now but we'll see how that goes 9 30 on wednesday and then on thursday you can catch me at 5 p.m for women's wrestling army um and then at 7 p.m for the other nxt review within cat we trust on women's wrestling talk podcast uh, and then I think that's it actually. Oh my goodness, but you can catch me here, obviously. Look at me here, yeah, right. They can't really see, but yeah, she's right there. <laughs> so, you so you guys know, and you can catch me on platforms as well on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Bad Guy Jack, Twitch. I'd be on there sometimes, uh, yelling, um, and saying not Jesus words. Um, they're not nice, I get really angry. Um, and uh, you can catch me like she said on Tuesdays. We do the NXT on Wednesday. I was doing the challenge, I bowed out, but I can't wait to when it comes back and I'll be back on for the challenge. But now, for at the moment, reviewing Flash, um, it, it's it's fun, and after that, that's pretty much it. You can catch me back here on the big pop. 
And that's it. That's pretty much it. So with all that said, uh, I think we plugged a lot of things. I think we plugged where they could catch us here. And Cat, uh, any last words before we call the show? Uh, pepperoni pieces is amazing. I'm like thinking about it right now. I'm not gonna lie. That ain't no lie because pepperoni pizza is yum. Right. You can't really go wrong with pepperoni pizza if you eat anchovies pizza. <laughs> and that's the show. Chat, say goodbye to everybody. Good boy, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, y'all. <laughs>